We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for EEI Late Night with KJ. more respect like what you did out there was 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 awesome you you, you played well tonight and we didn't, we didn't have an answer um again i shared the respect right back obviously because i'm, I'm a big big fan of his and like i said I, I can go on and on about the accolades that he has but again for a coach to do that that high caliber uh it was pretty special uh-oh are the winds changing in the afc turn it up matt Sloppy late night WEEI, part of the WEEI radio network. Thank you so much for Hannah. It's KJ, my producer Matt Durant. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, KJ. What's going on? Hey, everything, man. Um, I'm just thinking about how Josh Allen sitting there giving credit to Bill Belichick, and sometimes you do that when you believe that a reign is over. Is the rain over? I say there's some internal digging that the Patriots need to do. Because what they did this year was kind of a miracle, kind of when you look back at it. Rookie quarterback. I'll get into the whole Micah versus Mac argument coming up here in a little bit. But what the team did this year was pretty much a miracle. But was it the last miracle? Was it the last one? And there's some things on this team that says there are no more miracles because of internal decisions versus external performance. You hear a lot of people talk about it, and I got a lot of texts last week during the Patriots blowout against the Bills. <sighs> See? The P- and, he has, and, and Bill has nobody from his, his tree of coaches to carry on his legacy. I was like, well, I mean, you're kind of right. <laughs> There's no real argument to that. Maybe Bill O'Brien did okay. Vrabel has done very well to this point. But here's the secret when it comes to these coaching trees. The coaching tree works better than when the person who planted the tree is no longer there. So for the Belichick tree, it's only going to work better once the head is gone. So you hire all these guys who are who still at some point have to coach against Belichick, and they're not going to look good because at the end of the day, they're not Belichick. Now, Bill Walsh's tree, for those who are of a younger set, 
Bill Walsh stepped away from the game early, but his tree thrived because he was no longer coaching. So you're Mike Holgrens and you're Dennis Greens and these other guys that came along, George Seifert's. These guys could have some levels of success because the master wasn't still coaching. It's very hard for your descendants to be very successful if you are still there coaching, outsmarting, not giving up all the information. You might know where this is going. Harbor One Hotline, 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. It's KJ, late night here on WEEI, still to come. Ah, the Squid Games. Over $2 million in payout for this weekend's playoffs games. You don't want to miss that. 1045. See, when it comes to Belichick, a Hall of Fame father usually doesn't produce a Hall of Fame son. Steve Belichick needs to find a success somewhere else. Or it could be the changing of the winds, the cosmic slop. So when I lived in Washington, D.C. a dozen years ago or so, Mike Shanahan was the head coach and his offensive coordinator, Kyle. And what happened? It was one of the worst regimes they've ever seen for that football franchise. I mean, it's bad now, but those are the beginning days. And you know what the first thing the media was screaming at that time? Nepotism. Mike, are you giving your son Kyle a job just to give him a job despite you've got Rex on Rex on Rex, which was the term for interceptions from Rex Grossman at the time? It's something when you get fired and your son gets fired on the same day. Who consults who? Now, I'm not saying Belichick's going to get fired, but after what I saw last Saturday night from the defense, what defensive superstar is going to say, I want to play for Steve Belichick? And not Bill Belichick. But Steve is in a different environment. Belichick is king. And even the goat left the castle. You know you can't have two kings in the castle. I'm still thinking that Brady left for $25 million. That's just absolutely absurd when you think about it now. And that's only a year and a half later. But when Bill Belichick's father coached, and it was extensive, but that knowledge back bank was deep, coached at multiple college programs, scout for 20-plus years. So your son can absorb all this knowledge and can more likely become a superstar, right? That Bill's father, Steve, not a superstar coach. We're not talking Newt Rockney, but an extensive career, an extensive resume that when you have a son and you put them in the game, they potentially can become the GOAT when it comes to head coaching. But when that GOAT has a son, you rarely ever produce another goat. In pro basketball, I call this the Dell Curry theory, right? As great as Steph Curry is, his dad was not a superstar in the league, but his dad didn't need to be a superstar. He needed to know what it was like to have a someone who was bigger on the team, who was more in charge, who was considered the bigger star. Because then when you impute this stuff into your child, you could tell him what a superstar's habit does. But when you're the superstar... You're being watched. Steve Belichick probably should go get a job somewhere else. But this is Bill Belichick, and Bill's name is going to be on one of those NFL awards. I mean, in in 15 to 20 years, there's going to be a serious debate at New York headquarters. Do we change the name of the Lombardi Trophy to move the 
the, the, the theory of younger people forward. They would know Belichick to be more of a champion than Lombardi. Lombardi only really won two of them. Bill won a whole generation of them. But once he's done, he will not be able to create a defensive guru that can lead this organization on the defensive side of the ball. Last year, I made the argument that Bill would have to decide was it more important to start to become a great GM even though he's already a great coach, right? Because no one's going to argue you what you do on the field, but there are a lot of questions of what you've done off the field in terms of your choices. Look how look how the Nikhil Harry story is pretty much going to end, right? Or Sony Michelle, who ironically has a game this weekend. But now, and moving forward, it's going to be more GM decisions. So think about this. How could Bill become the GM only, hire a coach, and then the coaches not want his sons? Does that happen? Or if Bob Kraft says, hey, Bill, either be the coach or the GM, and he chooses coach, does the GM come in and say, you know, look, we got to make changes with this staff? Now, I, I know I'm pushing a couple of buttons here, but it's just to get you to think. In fact, Rich Eisen on his show was saying, look, he he doesn't really agree with what people are saying after they saw what from what they saw last Saturday night. Here are two aspects of the Patriots loss I don't get. First of all, wondering if Mac Jones is the right guy. Are you kidding me? Like the season didn't happen? Playoffs are very very difficult for first-time quarterbacks to navigate and negotiate. The December season is a very difficult part of the season to navigate and negotiate. I know I was having my fun saying that this looked like 2001, and there were times when it did, where this quarterback in his first foray with Bill was looking terrific and got it. The light's on, man. And he's got an ability. His first drive was... Terrific. Two huge third down throws. He picked one up with his legs. He looked like Josh Allen at that one point. And of course it went south after that. I mean, it's, it's, it's so the quite like, is Mac the right guy? What do you, you, you want to try uh, Zach Wilson on for size, New England fans? You want to try him on for size? You want to try on Justin Fields for size? Who do you want to do? You want Davis Mills? Who's the only other quarterback who came close to Mac Jones's success? Yeah. You, you just don't find another quarterback laying around in the NFL. It's not how it works. The franchise has been very fortunate to have had Mac Jones this year. And that's why I say, look, for all the years that people have gotten on Bill about his his draft picks on the offensive side, he, he got it right. He got it right. If you looked at all the rookie quarterbacks and what they did this year, even in the scope of what their teams were, Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback. You might make the argument the second best rookie quarterback this year was Davis Mills just because he got to play as much. You know, the other guys really didn't offer anything but, you know, water boy services and sometimes what rookies are supposed to do. But I give Bill a lot of credit for going out without a net with Mac Jones as quarterback. So when I hear these discussions of, well, you know, what if Russell Wilson wants to come and everything? No. Sometimes it's better to dance with the devil you know than the one you don't. And I'm not saying that Russell Wilson's a bad devil. I'm just saying, you know, he might say, 
hey, I, I didn't know my number one receiver was still going to be Jacoby Myers. Mac kind of made it work. He did. And there are some people who think that Max needs a number one receiver. Here's Tommy Curran on the Pat's Talk Pod saying, mm, not so much. This was a developing route team in terms of you're going to run to your spot and the ball arrives there. I don't think that there was a lot of post-snap, okay, what's he going to do? Okay, he's going to work off the linebackers, leverage this way, here he is, boom. But they need somebody to do that. When we say go get a number one receiver. It's so friggin' tired to me because it invokes, evokes a player who's 6'2", 220, looks like A.J. Brown or Nikhil Harry or A.J. Green, and I don't want that. I want Debo Samuel. I want Cooper Cup. I want Julian Edelman. I want Hunter Renfro. I want Braxton Berrios. You don't need a number one. You need that particular human. Fast, small area type player who can be relied on on third and four. While I agree somewhat, I think Jacoby Myers could be turned into that slot receiver, and you can get something to to complement Kendrick Bourne, who's who's like a one A two, right? You get another one A. It's not a bad thing, but I don't think the offense is the biggest problem. Not after what I saw Saturday night. Tell you what, 617-779-7937 or the text line, 37937. You hit us up on the Harbor One hotline. Do you think that Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick, the family Belichick could potentially be the clog moving forward on the defensive end? Love to get your thoughts. We'll pick it up here right after trending here on WEEI. For nearly 30 years, the home of the Boston sports fan. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. I know what you're about to tell us. The Celtics. Unbelievable! Dunk tonight. My goodness, the Celtics fell 103, 109 to 105, I should say. Fourth quarter collapsed. They had uh, a six-point lead for the pretty much the entire final six minutes. They couldn't get it done. Yusuf Nurkic for the Blazers, 29 points, 17 rebounds, 6 assists. The Blazers they had two 13 at the half. Uh, the Blazers had two other players uh, score 20. And for the Celtics, it was Tatum and Brown. Tatum had 27, Brown had 22. Only Romeo Langford and Grant Williams broke double figures now beyond that's, that. That's what that that's what I look for in a film session like Oh gosh, you got to watch out for for Romeo and Grant. I mean, if they burn us tonight, hey, they combined for twenty five points. That's big for them. But if they're if they're the third and fourth scorer on this wow, team, we got, we, we got ourselves a issues. real two for twenty issues. <laughs> the Bruins, they have the night off. They earned the win last night against the Capitals. Lingering issues from that game will hold out both Anton Bleed and Brad Marchand from playing tomorrow. They host the Winnipeg Jets at three o'clock and they'll try to keep the good momentum moving. In the NFL, the playoffs second round kick off, kicks off tomorrow with a couple of very interesting matchups at 4.30. It'll be Mike Vrabel and the Titans hosting the Red Hot Bengals. The Titans are getting Derrick Henry back to the field after a thou- almost 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns in his first eight games. He then missed the final nine of the season with a fractured foot. The evening game, it's Jimmy G and the Niners against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. That one kicks off at 8.15, and the winner will move on to see either the Rams or Brady and the Bucks. 
And then lastly, I want to run through a few of the rumors and interviews around the NFL. Todd Bowles and the Vikings are, are talking about the D coordinator position, but Minnesota's still looking for GM help. Ben McAdoo just hired in Carolina for the offensive coordinator spot. Joe Shane hired in New York for the Giants general manager position, and he'll be tasked with finding their next head coach. And the Broncos spoke with Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy in what's, be, what's to be said as their 10th and final interview. So a lot of movement, and we'll keep you updated. I'm Matt Durant, and that's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. More KJ on WEEI Late Night next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I love Michael Parsons. You're way off. It's not even discussion. It's not even discussion. You were number one team, and you're number one defense going into the league, going into that game anyway. I, I don't know that Michael Parsons would have made that much of a difference uh, on that defense. I know, I know what Matt Jones is going to do and make that much of a difference for that team moving forward. That's not even a close decision for me, even though I let me tell you something. Wow. I love Michael Parsons. I love him because of his attitude. I can show you the text I sent Stephen Jones on April 20th, uh, uh, back in April, April 7th, something like that. It's talking about Michael Parsons, and we needed him in the locker room. Late night, WEEI, part of the WEEI radio network, 617-779-7937 is the Harbor One hotline, or of course you can text 37937. That's Michael Irvin with Gresham Keith talking over this debate that suddenly popped up. Like, would the Patriots been better off with Micah Parsons than Mac Jones? Okay, you're forgetting the other half of the sandwich when you do that. Micah Parsons playing defense and Cam Newton as the quarterback. The same Cam Newton that, that after he said, I'm back, lost four out of five straight games. Got benched for Sam Darnold. Yeah, you were ready. You were ready for the conversation. Oh, man, Micah looks great back there with Matthew Judon. Man, what a tag team they are. But, damn, we lost 12 games? (laughs) No. Again, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And, and again, I I think over time, the final verdict is still a couple years out on Mac Jones. He just bought himself a lot of good credits. He's like the college kid who, like, amazingly in his freshman year, did two semesters of 18 hours, partied, and still got A's. Like, bro, you were so lucky. That was so not me. Those other rookie quarterbacks, they they look like me my freshman year. Dad, um, they have this thing called academic probation. And uh, if I don't get my grades up, I got to come home or go to the Gulf War. Like, 
I'm sorry, it was a little personal, wasn't it there, Matt? That got a little bit personal, KJ. <laughs> was I was almost going to say that's a very relatable conversation for me, and yeah, then you went exactly. to the Gulf War part. Yeah, it's almost like you can almost hear the harmonica play, and we're about to go to commercial, but no. Millennial privilege, I guess. I didn't have to go through that. <laughs> I don't want to go off to war, Daddy. But no, it's literally a situation where you have a quarterback where you have three to four years to really decide. Is this the guy long-term? And he bought himself a lot of credits on the front end. Or is this a very tradable asset as he goes into his super mega contract? You, you just don't know. Four years is a long time in the NFL. You want case in point of that? Four years ago, I think Cam Newton just came off of going to the Super Bowl. Four or five years ago. So four years in the NFL is not a long time. But here's where I do understand the argument of people saying Micah Parsons or Mac Jones. It goes back to my argument and my theory. It's in the first break I was discussing. The defense has to be addressed. It's getting a little long in the tooth for younger people. That means age. Up the middle. And even with the scheme, with the 3-4-4-3 hybrid that the team kind of runs, but more on the 3-4 side, that's where Josh Allen can get away with things. If, if he knows he's facing a 3-4 front, then there's not gonna he's gonna make it to the edge before the linebacker is. In a four three, this is what I this is where I understand you're like, hey, if Micah Parsons could put a hand down too, or he could come on the other side of Matthew Judon, like who wants to run into that? And when you think of how the quarterbacks are made up in the AFC East for, for forever, it was Tom Brady and the Raisinets for the most part for the AFC East, but Tua can run. Josh Allen, duh. And Zach Wilson can run. These guys can run. So now if you know that they're, if you do not have, if you know that Judon is on one side, then you say, okay, that's the only edge I have to really worry about. I think the Patriots really have to start really addressing on the defensive end of better line penetration, not just on rundowns, but, you know, like who pressures the quarterback? Who's the person on the team that can come through the interior and get during the season, along with someone else on the team who may have seven or eight sacks, or Judon may have 12. You need that type of activity. The corners, I think, are fine. You know, Devin McCourty, let's see what his final decision is if he decides to come back, because here's the thing with the Patriots that won Bulls earlier in, earlier in the run, is that there was always a junior Seau out there you could go get. You know, there was somebody you could go get that, yeah, you would have thought, like, why do they have all that mileage on it? But you really have them coming for a specialty. Well, a lot of those young guys who came up are now, like, older guys, and they're specialties now, right? Like, do not be surprised if Devin McCourty isn't offered some ridiculous amount of money for one year to come be a leader somewhere. Some of these guys may get paid that way, or, yeah, I, if, I mean, if he decides to go, I would I would hope for him to say, look, man, just, just go and put that Raptor, no, that jersey up in the Raptors, man. Don't go anywhere else, please. But this is what they've kind of figured out with this defense with the with 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 the Patriots is look, for 80% of the season, the defense is gonna look like it's lights out. But when you get to the playoffs, you're now dealing with the war of attrition of a whole season. And when you have older players, you know, while you can play as smart as you possibly can, if you've got a bunch of smart, physical, fast people on the other side of you it's going to be tough. And that's what Saturday night was. And so moving forward, I just, I'm just concerned. 
that do defensive. If, the, if there was a defensive star who is on a non-playoff team, let's just say you're Miles Garrett, just if, can a boy dream, right? And he's watching that Patriots game last week. Does he say to himself, like, oh, man, I can make the difference? Or does he say, oh, man, what, what, what scheme is being called? What are they doing? And that's the concern. Do I think Steve Belichick will end up being a great coach? I think so. But if you look at the example of Kyle Shanahan, after that Washington situation, he never worked with dad again. And he's done okay for himself. You know, some people talk about how, like, the Tampa Rays were only created because George Steinbrenner wanted to watch games, Yankee games in his retirement home. So, like, he petitioned. That, that's like the Houston Texans now. for the, That could be the Houston Texans for the Patriots. Steve, you want to try your hand at head coaching? Come down to Houston. Bring your brother with you. Because I think if there's going to be a bottleneck in this franchise moving forward, it's going to be uh, what piece of the pie do the Suns get as opposed to, say, a Josh McDaniels? Or what if there's a real desire for players to say, hey, you know, if Brian Flores was running that defense again, boy, I'd, I'd call my agent up in a second. These are things that have to be thought about. I mean, that's just what my journalistic training is is to do, is just to get you to think about something that might be a bit different that may have to be considered. You know, of course, Josh McDaniel's name, which is slow to pop up now because I thought after the Patriots, well, really, I thought Josh's name would really take off if the Patriots won, and then they're like, okay, we really want to talk to Josh McDaniels because they did something there. Uh, but name hasn't taken off in these coaching jobs so that almost tells you like hey wow did i miss my did i miss my other windows because you, you were given another one did i miss my other windows under the guise of maybe there's a chance that i'll be the coach here 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937 it's kj late night here on weei 15 minutes away from the squid games Matt, you ready to to lay your money down? I, I personally would not like to lay my my, my money down. No. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if it's your own thousand bucks, then you know, <laughs> you may have to answer to somebody. But you might have missed it like two weeks ago. That Chargers Raiders Squid Game that I had here on the air paid out one point eight million dollars. Whew! Five legs hit. Thousand dollar bet would have got you one point eight million. Now, if I had one point eight million, I would not be sitting here right now. I, I wouldn't I imagine so. Well, you know what? I still I would. I still would be sitting here because I'm not one of those type of people. Like, if I got a bunch of money, I have to stay busy. I, I would have to stay busy because, trust me, there would be a lot of people who are working hard to get my money. Well, you're in the right industry for it. You see all these Hollywood types that make millions off of one, you know, three-month job on a movie, and they're doing podcasts and, and what, audio. I can't, I, can't, I can't make millions of dollars working here for three months? Uh, someone told me wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> but But with the Patriots, though, it's just... It just looks tough down the road. And and initially it was like, okay, wow, would it be an offensive issue? You need this number one receiver. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's a Band-Aid for, a you know, like like a little boo-boo on the hand. Because, again, you, you, you had a rookie quarterback that got you to the playoffs and got you 11 wins. That's crazy. And yet, yet potential gunshot to the chest 
this is what's going to happen to the future of this team if and when Bill decides to turn things over. Does this become like a bad episode of the TV show Dallas? If Bill Belichick stepped away tomorrow and said, hey, I'm naming Steve as the successor and head coach, would you be jumping up and down? Again, with Kyle Shanahan, I saw this firsthand. Working for dad, calling the offensive play, so we're literally talking about mirrored situations, except for there, they went crazy on the nepotism claim. Here, Bill has so many credits, like you play those old arcade games back in the day. You know, you just, it, man, one up, one up, one up, one up. You know, you put one quarter in, <laughs> and and next thing you know, you've got 10 free plays. Bill has credits like that. And that's why you don't probably hear the conversation in this regard. Maybe that's why it's late at night. Maybe that's why I'm Isaac on the love boat serving drinks at 1030 on a Friday night. You can't drink this in the middle of the day. But it's something to think about. When your coaching tree has all pretty much been underwhelming and you're coming up on the end of your career, is the franchise in good hands when you know that their son is the defensive coordinator or is calling the defensive plays? And if you decide, if they ask you to step into a GM role, you're going to name the next coach. I, I seriously believe the only person, the only coach, that Bill Belichick would name and still know that his sons would be in good hands and would be able to keep some semblance of what they do is Nick Saban. Yeah, if Nick loses the next two Alabama versus Georgia final showdowns, then that might be a real possibility. But Saban is probably the only one who remains from some form of his tree. And that tree even goes back to his father that he would say, this guy is like a little brother before I had sons. I mean, this is a smart play by Belichick. Smart. I mean, this is, I mean, some of the books that came out before all this, like I'm still waiting for the super juicy book to come out like in five, ten years. Because, you know, most of the stuff kind of led up to uh, some of the playoff stuff and the run and what they had to do and some of the stuff dealing with the league and Spygate and Deflategate, but this is the good stuff. Jimmy's playing this weekend. Sony Michelle's playing this weekend. Tom's playing this weekend. All the games will be heard here on WEEI. Before we get into the game, before we get into playoff tree here on WEEI, I heard something from Callan Cowherd that I just said, okay, here comes the piling on, and, and this may only come because of a little bit of the uncertainty to come with this Patriots organization. Here's Colin Cowherd. I look at Andy Reid, and I think to myself, New England's whole is the ability to draft offensive talent, Mac Jones, low ceiling, Josh Allen in division, and Andy Reid, good God, did you see their draft last year? Center, they drafted, best center in football. Guard, receivers, backs, tight ends. Don't be surprised if Andy stays till 69. You look at his last 10 years, and you look at Belichick's, and there aren't arguments to be made who are calling the greatest coach of all time. That's absolutely crazy. That's absolutely crazy. 
if you if you were to put it in the context of a neighborhood, Belichick has a moat. Andy Reid only owns a boat. You like that rhyme scheme? Let me let me do that again. Bill Belichick has a moat, while Andy Reid only owns a boat. Because when you, uh, you you have a moat, that means you already have boats. <laughs> You've already got them. In fact, you'll even have friends come over, put them on the boats, and ride around your house. Andy doesn't have a moat. He's not on an island by himself. He doesn't have his own castle. They ran him out of Philadelphia. And if we want to start getting into some of the other-than-football issues or all things at all costs to win, I'm sorry. If you're going to talk about deflating a football or a camera at some stadium, you've got to talk about some other stuff, too, regarding Andy Reid and how he's handled administrative duties. Absolutely foolish. But I get it. And the reason why people feel this way is because they're licking their chops. They were ready to lick him at the... They were ready for Cam Newton to be put up on a cross. And now he went back home and did that, but at least he got to go back to his home, his, his first team and do that. But they were ready for it this year. They were ready for... Oh, the, you, you were ready to hear it. Oh, I thought Mac was supposed to go to San Francisco as the number three, and look how he stunk it up there. And he's no Josh Allen. And the game has changed, which is true. But the game has changed. And, and, and then all of a sudden, oh, God, they're in the playoffs. Drives a lot of people crazy. Drives people like Coward crazy. I would have said that in, in 10 years, Andy Reid's going to be greater than Belichick. <laughs> Good gracious. I know it's legal. I know it's not legal in every state, but damn. <laughs> I could go ask my 10-year-old, who do you who do you recognize more? That's just absolutely crazy. All right, let's do playoff tree. Hit it, Matt. Oh, the remix. You got the remix? That's the Christmas version. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's not Christmas time anymore, is it? Yeah, you, you know, but my kid has been saying, you know, Santa called me, and I'm trying to be nice to her and tell her, like, look, the Santa thing is kind of over for right now. Santa is not taking... Any stories, he's not giving any book reports on how anybody's behaving or any of that. Ready? Ready. Sorry about that. No worries. Playoff tree time. The remix. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Playoffs? Uh, playoffs? Can't wait. Can we let them off the hook? Can't wait. Playoffs. Son, I got to You kidding me? Playoffs. Yeah. Divisional round. All four games on WEEI this weekend so you can have the shared experience of getting chores done and not feeling bad of not seeing a Patriots game and just hearing it. Game one tomorrow, 430. Bengals at Titans. The return of Derrick Henry. In Squid Games at 1045, I'll tell you why I think the Bengals will win. And that is because if Derrick Henry doesn't get off and running, oh boy, it's not going to be pretty. Then tomorrow night, which I think is going to be an exceptional game, the Packers, who are undefeated at home this season, and the 49ers, who I predicted last week would beat Dallas in Dallas because I said Dallas will wet the bed at home. And literally, that's what's happened. There's just something about this 49ers team 
and how much people doubt Jimmy G, but yet he has this strange stat that says, hey, wait a minute. When he doesn't throw a touchdown, they win. So on a cold night, and Aaron Rodgers, who's been nearly perfect this year, the team's been perfect at home, believing that there's no such thing as 100%, I think the 49ers upset the Packers in Green Bay. Then Sunday, 3 o'clock, I know you're going to go through the withdrawal. At 1 o'clock looking for a game, you're like, where's the game? Oh, my gosh. Where's the game? (laughs) It's at 3, and it's the Rams at Tampa. I've been a person who's believed that Tom Brady took a one year, signed an extension with no intention to be with Tampa for a third year. So by winning the Super Bowl last year, mission accomplished. This year, merchandise sell, mission accomplished. This year, playoffs, I don't know with the left tackle, the right tackle works out. You got Von Miller who's hyped up now, who could rush the quarterback from both sides. Aaron Donald up the middle. You know, Gronk isn't a secret, and Mike Evans, though tough, the Rams have something back there that might just be able to say, Tom, it's over. And I believe Brady retires. He just doesn't do it after the game. I believe his retirement will come sometime in the summer just to sell up the drama in the TB12 bread. And then the final game, the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game, The Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored, and I'm buying them. But you can kill the music because I have to address Bills Mafia and their whole whatever they're called. So, of course, last week, I was just going in and in and in and in, saying that the Patriots would win Saturday night, and I was wrong. And so what I did was take the song Super Freak by Rick James, who was from Buffalo, And kind of tell the story about, like, the Bills and their fan base. So I was like, okay, KJ, do you make an apology song? But I'm thinking, no, you're in New England, brother. We live free or die. We, you know, we're the first in freedom or, aka, the last ones to apologize. And so I thought about it and I realized this. Hit it, Matt. Ah, Bills Mafia, I told you I'd take the best thing about your town and put it in your face. I'm Rick James. Ooh, you won one playoff game this year. But if there's something you haven't won, is a Super Bowl. Bears, they act like schoolyard girls. Trophies are for participating. And there's no winner banners in their town. We won the AFC East. In a stadium or a ring. Oh, even the Sabres are bad. It's been over 50 years and, and more. NFL champion takes their waiting. And you can never let their spirits down. Even though their franchise is super weak. Bill's Mafia thinks they're hot now. The franchise is super weak. You really hate the Patriots. And their multi-Super Bowl rings. You always will be chasing us. Like OJ on TV. Call up your shrink on Monday. Cause you'll need therapy. Fans uptight, Chiefs Sunday night, Bills Mafia playoff choking <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, baby, like Rick James said, participation trophies are a hell of a drug, Bills Mafia. Putting up JV banners in a varsity sport. To be the man, you have to hold a Lombardi in your hand. Super weak. The Bills are super weak, super weak, have been since 93, 
You're not winners. One more time for Buffalo. Sing it, Rick. Let's do this again. Tell them how that franchise is. Super weak. The Bills are super weak. Super weak. That happened since 93. Talk to me when you win a Super Bowl. You're 0-4. Come on, sing it, kids. Sing along. Super weak. Super weak. They have no Lombardies. Super weak. You have no Lombardies. Sing. Super weak. You have no Lombardies. Super weak. Yeah, nothing has changed. I only changed four words in the song, and it still applies. Go Chiefs. Beat those mistakes on the other side of the lakes because you know what? They haven't won a thing. Next, the Squid Games on Late Night with WEEI KJ. Thanks for hanging out. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling and needs support, in Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit mahelpline.org. Nationwide, visit ncpgambling.org slash chat. The following segment is for entertainment purposes only and should not be taken seriously. to win plus 160 Bengals to win by 7 to 12 points it could get out of hand plus 600 CJ Uzuma scores and Bengals win plus 500 I like that prop Bengals take the 6 points and over 45 and a half points plus 725 $1000 bet yields $899,900 woo 49ers at Green Bay. I smell an upset in Cheeseland. Take the 49ers to win plus 200. 49ers win by one to six points. They don't blow out anybody. Plus 400. San Francisco scores over 24 and a half. Look at that Debo Samuel go. Plus 170. George George Kittle scores and the 49ers win. Yeah, because Jimmy's going to have to have a touchdown. Plus 400. And Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers is the first to score plus 450. $1,000 yields $1,112,750. Rams at Tampa on Sunday at 3. Is it Tom's final game? Take the Rams to win plus 125. Rams win by 7 to 12 points. There could be a mistake by old Tommy Boy. Plus 500. Rams score over 27 and a half. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Plus 185. Tyler Higby scores and the Rams win. I love the tight end play. Plus 400. Take the Rams in over 51 and a half points at plus 400, where a $1,000 bet yields a return 
of $960,875. But here's the granddaddy of them all. Bills at Chiefs. The Chiefs cover the one and a half. Their favorite. Minus 110. That's a rarity on Squid Games. Chiefs win by 7 to 12 points. Plus 425. Bills score under 18 and a half. Plus 310. You, re- you remember the Colts game? Chiefs. And under 43 and a half. This is a risk. But at 575. Along with the Chiefs at three and a half covering. And under 45 and a half points, plus another 575, $1,000 bet yields $1,871,308.10. Be ready for the Squid Games because the playoffs will all be on WEEI this weekend. The second hour of Late Night's next here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.